Level Up Latina partners with working women and mamas alike to guide them in achieving fulfilling career and life goals through financial empowerment, professional or leadership coaching, and personal wellness. Find the unique coaching you need to succeed. You're listening to Vettel, Ceci, and Irene, and we are Level Up Latina. Welcome back to another episode of the Level of Latina podcast. This is episode 130. We are in our 130s, babies. Today, our episode, our conversation is going to revolve around mental health discussions with our employer and how to communicate our needs, our mental health needs to our employer, to our managers, um, especially during this time. So before we get this conversation going, let me check in with my two girls here with Ceci and Irene. ¿Cómo se encuentran? Con frillito. Yeah, it's cold out here too. We have it yeah. in common. So see, we have like San Francisco weather in LA. Yeah. 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 Our cold is just... 60 degrees. Yours is like 40, but it's all good. <laughs> we understand you. We empathize. Empathize. <laughs> <laughs> emphasize. I'm just kidding. Emphasize. Yeah, no. We emphasize. Tengo las manos frías. I was just telling Irene, I'm like, I was being a total Mexican and I'm turning on the uh, the heater. And I was like, ¿qué me estoy aguantando? Let me go turn it on. Ya me hice mi tecito. Turn on the heater. Y ya, para calentar los motores. Sí, para calentarlos muy bien. Tú, Diane, ¿cómo te encuentras? Good. Ready to be here. Busy today. I'm like one thing after another, after another, after another. I have like a PTA meeting after this, like a little Christmas party. So... I have all my junk thrown here, my PTA stuff, so I don't forget to take it with me. Yeah, but, it is yeah, nonstop, busy. so I hope you don't forget anything, and I hope it all works out. It always sucks having things back to back to back to back, and like you miss something, and or you go a little late on something. Yeah, there goes the whole your whole day. But I'm glad that we're able to have this conversation today. This conversation is a good one because um, you know we're approaching two years of COVID and the pandemic and everything that it brought with it, along with you know working from home and um, it's variants. (laughs) And along with trying to keep your job and your friendships and family intact. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm going to start that over because divorce and your, and yeah, and your marriage (laughs) and uh, my marriage and I don't choke my husband to death. Um, (laughs) Okay. There. He finally closed it. So along with trying to keep your jobs, your friendships, family intact, you're also concerned and worried about keeping your sanity. And in in a time where we've had discussions, entre las tres también, and I'm sure I know I have with some of my clients where they've had to, you know, um, issues come about that, you know, being alone on their own and or being on their own and or things that they're dealing with are so new has brought on this need to reach out for assistance and guidance from a therapist outside of a coach, right? Um, so then there's this like high demand for therapists. And there's some of the women that I know I've worked with have had a really hard time snagging a session, especially if you're a first-time patient. I know one of my clients, uh, I took her like two to three months to get her first appointment. And even now she only sees her, her, her therapist once a month. And that is what the therapist has time for because they're just so busy. Um, so I wanted to check in with you ladies. Have uh, If any of you have experienced that where maybe in your workplace or maybe anything like that where you see that, you know, you're recommending that people reach out for help, but then the help is taking a little while to get there. We were just talking about this last week um, with Irene was giving us like the tips and the and how to navigate our... our um, medical providers or insurance providers, I guess I should say, because as we were, as we were having the conversation about our clients and seeking therapy, then como que me prendió el foco. And I was like, you know what? Like I should reach out to someone. Like I have the insurance. 
um, you know, why not? And you guys were all about it. Like, yes, especially jump on it porque se está tardando un chingo. And yeah, I mean, it's been crickets. I mean, it's only been a week, right? Since uh, maybe a little less than a week since I started uh, trying to get a hold of someone that I feel like I would be compatible with. Uh, but crickets, and I'm assuming they're booked or, or you know, don't know. And so um, anyway, going back to, to yeah, just waiting on it. Um, I think it's, it's going to take some time uh, unless you're like, you know, it's urgent or it's like, severe but that's been my experience so far only you know again it's only been a week or so that i've been trying to navigate and find someone that i feel i would be compatible with i think too there's a lot of options nowadays so people should shop around for therapists because some are not as urgent as others and you could really be in a crisis and so you shouldn't have to wait for services so if you're listening to this and you are definitely checking out the column of anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, depressed, like you really shouldn't wait. You shouldn't have to wait. So you should talk to your provider if you have insurance. Hopefully you have insurance. I know this is a privileged conversation because not everyone has insurance to pay for something like therapy, but there are also free services that you can qualify for often through your city, through nonprofits. So if you're in crisis, do not be embarrassed or ashamed and share that and shop around for services because one provider may not be as quick to follow up with you, but others can be. So just kind of keep working through that list, be patient, but get the services that you need and with the urgency that you need because it's your mental health is at stake. Oftentimes, sometimes we also have these breakthroughs, we're overwhelmed, something major is going on for us. We need to process it in that moment. I mean, yet the que te ganas like four weeks later and you got the therapist following up and you're like, you know what? I don't hate my mom after all, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. You know what? I'm not getting divorced. Or I didn't whatever, my husband. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Vettel's like, I forgive my husband for all the shuffling around he does. He mm-hmm. doesn't annoy me anymore. No, mm-hmm. My point is work with urgency for something like this, because we often put ourselves on the back burner. We're so strong. We think we can be stronger a little bit longer and stronger a little bit longer. And then before you know it, it's like you are at the bottom of your list and you are burned out to the max. So shop around therapists, shop around services. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take waiting for an answer. I I do know that therapists are like strapped and they also have a lot of clients because telehealth has sort of opened them up to more possibilities. But at the same time, there's also a lot of therapists out there. There's also a lot of people in this industry and in this practice. So you should be able to find someone within a reasonable time frame. So I told Tessie today, like, it's been a week, move on to a few more people on the list and try to get people to be a bit more urgent with you. And it's um, the good thing is that with COVID and with the, the the fact that people need to talk to someone, the urgency has hap- is is happening, um, or the urgency is apparent. Then you do have services that are opening up in the sense of like you know certain providers like only in network, only in network. We only work with these people. Now they're being a little more open about that. Like, hey, I have this therapist. Are you willing to work with them? And they're like, hey, we'll pay for their services, which is not it's it's um, ideal. Before, it was like, nope, sorry, they're not in your network. They're not covered. Sorry, go find someone that is within the network. Um, so it's making a li- that, in a sense, easier so that you don't have to simply rely to the people that your your doctors or your when you call in your behavioral, you know, the, the ask for behavioral help or guidance through your employer or the insurance company. It wouldn't necessarily be the list that they provide. You can go outside and find someone for yourself. So, yes, I see, don't, don't. Um, no te desesperes and take your time. And sometimes you know, you might have to go to through two to three therapists to find the right one. And that's okay. Um, because as when you go to therapy, if you've never gone, it's not until you're there that you're like, I really don't, I thought I was going to like you, but I don't. So <laughs> let's move on to the next, you know? 
Yeah, no, I only, my experience has only been like one session and this was, I don't know, like three years ago, 2018 or so. Y como que, I was like, ah, okay, como que no conecté with that person and it was through my insurance. I no conecté and I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever she, we said at that first session, I was like, I felt like I was fine. So I didn't, I didn't continue and I was fine. Um, with that decision but now you know as we were, we were talking about this i was like was you know i'm going through a lot right now and you know why not yeah exactly the thing yeah. Is that i thought you like stopped talking like you froze or yeah. something you're like no, no like why not? Not? I, she made a point she was like no why not period done i'm done <laughs> i love um, it and just that and just so that i did it okay so i did it um i just think that we don't know what we don't know and we don't know what we need and in this case like it, you're like you were you were feeling overwhelmed and that tends to be the case. We don't know what we need. You're like, I've dealt with this before. I can handle all this stress. I'm fine. But then you find yourself not being able to sleep. You find yourself not being able to focus. You find yourself not being able to eat a meal. You know, it's all these little things that you you notice and you disregard. Like, oh, it's just because I'm tired today. Oh, it's no tengo tanta hambre hoy. And you like self-diagnose sometimes. You'll jump on the internet. It's just because of this. I mean, one time I jumped, I had like, I, I was under stress but I didn't feel stress, but my body was reacting to the stress. And I, I, I kind of like had a bunch of like a rash popped out of the whole like right side of my body. And it was during the holidays. Um, and I remember like uh, I, I was the only one, you know, that was in charge of this whole department when I was, you know, my last job. And I was stressed, but I didn't know it. And I was like, I have this rash. And it was the day after Christmas. And my boss was like, why are you in the office? I'm like, it's a day after Christmas, dude. Like no one's going to be in the office. Like I don't need to be there. I'm the one who makes the calls here and I have all my work stuff at home. And if I need to do something, I will handle it. Point is, um, I go to the doctor. They're like, well, did you eat anything? Do you have any allergies? Do you have all this stuff? And nada, nada, nada. It was stress. It was definitely stress because right after that, you know, um, by the, by, I would say February, like things cleared out, but usually by February, March, my stress level at work will go down. And it was just all of that. But I was like, no, I think I'm fine. No es el stress. I, it's like, we don't know it. So we need to be able to reach out to people. I remember the first time I went to therapy, I had to tell a therapist because I mean, I studied to be a, you know, I wanted to be a therapist. I, I, you know, I was going to be a psychotherapist and I want, I really believed in that. And that was my goal. At the end of the day, you know, I ended up graduating with sociology with a minor in Spanish, all that good stuff. But when I went to therapy, I told the therapist, I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to be honest with you. I will probably bullshit you every time I come in here. So you're probably going to have to dig things. Just ask me the questions and I will, you know, and do the digging because I will bullshit as much as I can. And I will kind of, you know, throw you for a loop and think that I'm giving you the right answer, but I, I'm just going to tell you that now. And she's like, Oh no, thanks. I really appreciate it. And by the second session we got real, we, she was just like, okay, so I have a list of questions for you and we're going to go through and you're going to tell me what's up. And then from there, like, it really allowed us to, well, it allowed me to open up and have these discussions with her out loud that helped me clarify things. But I think the, the more of the reason that we wanted to have this discussion is because I know for me, I had the, um, the autonomy. I was able to just get up and go and I had the flexibility at work. If I had a therapy session at 11 in the morning or if I had a therapy session at three in the afternoon, I had the flexibility to get up and go and take an hour, an hour and a half long, you know, in my lunch or a break or whatever it is that I needed for my therapy sessions. And many times as employees, you know, we work for companies, we work for organizations and we don't have that flexibility or we don't have the autonomy to just be able to be like, Hey, I'll be back. See you in a bit. Call me if anything comes up. So how do we have these discussions with our, 
with our employers. I know my client reached out over the weekend and she's like, hey, you know, I've had to recently reach out to a therapist. I realized I was having some some things I really wanted to work on and I couldn't, I wasn't getting over them. So I needed to reach out. She was able to find a therapist. She started seeing her therapist weekly. And as of now, you know, she's been able to, she's been um, able to kind of maneuver her way around for taking that hour to an hour and a half because of working remote or because of, you know, sometimes she's in the office, but it's, you know, she'll be like, I'm just taking an extended lunch today. The team will cover for her. But the fact that her therapist wants to continue to see her, she's like, what do I do? Should I tell my boss? And this girl, I mean, she just got a new job with a great company. She's doing great things. So it's always kind of iffy at the beginning when you're within that first, you know, three months of your new job of a new job, you know, it's still kind of that temporary period, right? Like you're still on a trial basis. You can say the first 90 days of your job, it's still, you can at 90 days, you can say, no, thanks. You know, <laughs> See you later. But the fact that she needs this, she's like, should I reach out to my employer? Should I tell my boss what's going on? And in this case, I told her, you know what? You don't have to disclose much. But if your therapist is asking you to is asking to see you every week and it's going to take an hour to an hour and a half to you know finish your session, then it is important that you at least mention to your employer that, you know, that you do have this weekly thing that you do. You are going through ther- you are going to therapy. And it's to help improve your your mental health to make sure that you are as productive as possible and show up the best version of you for work and in your life. So you don't have to disclose any information I said. You don't have to tell it why you're going, if it's depression or it's eating disorders or if it's you know anxiety, whatever it is, you don't have to disclose that. But you can ask for their support in being able to help you attend these therapy sessions so that you can show up the best version of you. So that's always a really hard conversation. Um what what advice would you ladies have given? And Irene, you work with a team of people that obviously you would be the person they reach out to in regards to this. So like, tell me, you know, what do you guys think and what would be your opinions and your advice? Lucky for me, in the case of my work, therapy is a big part of what we do. We provide social emotional services to teenagers and sometimes their parents as well, but usually just teenagers. So we have a pro therapy culture, like a thousand and ten percent. So Folks that are in this position, they get my organization, it's very easy for them to come in and say, hey, boss, I got this standing appointment. It's for my mental health. Like they don't even need to disclose if it's therapy. They could be doing yoga once a week. <laughs> like we respect what people do for their self-care and their mental health. Um, oftentimes folks are really transparent and candid. It's just kind of the office that I have and the culture that I have with my team. And I try to be as candid with them about my needs as a human being so that they can feel comfortable talking about their needs as a human being. Like. If that's you always talking about how important working out is for you, like, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad when you get the judgy eyes. That's just as good as a person saying how much they value their therapist's opinion, right? Either one can be critiqued and you can get the eye roll, but let's normalize what we do for ourselves so that our culture gets stronger. I tend to do that a lot with my friends and couples. When I first started therapy, it was with a couples counselor. So my husband and I did couples therapy and it was my first experience with it. And I was so proud to talk about it because I felt that it really normalized it around other couples. And I especially love the, what, you guys, you seem so perfect. Like I love breaking down that stereotype because no one is truly perfect and no one is truly the strongest that is impermeable and can't be touched by life. 
So I like normalizing the idea that we do seek counseling and therapy. I have a therapist now. My husband has a therapist now. I love dropping that little hint where I see there's a value for other people to see that, okay, yeah, I'm glad that, that I want to seek therapy or that I've thought about therapy. We had a family dinner recently and it was so funny because someone in the family was talking about how they're having a hard time and they wanted to apologize that they weren't as close as they've normally been and they've just been kind of a mess and they so they took a step back and and I'm sitting there listening and we're all being supportive and I said, you know, if you thought about therapy, I think it's so great and, and Diego and I each have therapists and then another person in the family was like, really? Great, because I was thinking about getting therapists. I think it's so great. But then other people's stigmas about it came up. No, no, that's para, it's para locos. No, I don't know. So I love that in our family setting that we could keep it real and someone's talking about I want therapy, someone else talking about I have therapist. Someone else is like having doubts and sitting there thinking in the middle, what do I do? So let's normalize the conversation around therapy at home and at work. If your culture isn't like the culture I described with like my employees where it's kind of what we do so we don't like not allow it or judge it. If you have a culture that is absolutely not like that, Vettel said, you know, you might be like three months in or less than that. So it's hard to ask for sick time because you have every right to use an hour of sick time once a week ongoing until you deplete that if you wanted to. I mean, you have every right of not using your sick time and like using PTO. If your company provides it, you could use it for this particular reason. Like Vettel said, disclose what you want, but you also have benefits for a reason. Like you have time off for a reason and you shouldn't have to deplete like vacation for therapy. I'm not telling you to hide out and like use all your possible time and suck it all up. And then when you want to go on vacation, you have no time because it's been therapy time. But there's ways around it where you can use the time that you've banked, use it for what you want, and you don't have to feel any shame in that. Or there are other times when you just create this culture. And like Vettel said, you straight up disclose and you say for my mental health, for my productivity, I'm going to need this one hour once a week. Now, if you're in a situation where they are sticklers for time and they may want to barter with you and they may want to know how they're going to get that hour back, that's super sensitive and touchy because then it kind of feels like, wait a minute, like I want this time and now you're like feeling indebted and guilty. Yeah. It's okay for you to talk about that too. On okay, that note, I mean, I think I, I like that you mentioned that because we say pay attention to the culture. You know, it, it's it's very apparent if you're there, you know, if you've already been there a month or two months, like you get an idea of what that culture is like. And if it's something where like, you know, everything, everything's urgency, everything is important, everything's a priority, that kind of office, then you automatically come in with a plan. You know how to prepare for that. Like, hey, I know that it's very important that we're on top of our, of our duties and our responsibilities and everything's so urgent. So what I will do to make up for that time will be this. And I will stay, I will come in early. I will, or I will leave late, whatever it is, come and prepare to have that conversation. Um, but you have to be aware. You just kind of like <laughs> go in somewhere to have this conversation about like what you need and not knowing I'm going in blind and like, oh, well, okay, I guess I'll think about it. I'll come back later. Like, don't, don't waste anyone's time, especially if it's in a, if that's kind of the office that you're in. No, make sure you go in there with a plan discuss it and ask specifically what your needs are, mention what your needs are and how you will make up for that time being away from the office if it's necessary like that, you know? So be very observant. I think, ojo, mucho ojo con todo eso. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it depends on the culture that you're in at work-wise and how comfortable you feel sharing certain things. Um, I know my organization is very is very uh, pro, like, take a mental health day if you need one. Take a personal day if you need one. Um, I, I I report to, my, to our ED, our executive director, but everyone kind of um, runs their own little department like I I run my own little department and by that it's like me and my legal assistant the two of us basically um so I've I've 
become very, I guess, transparent in the sense that, um, you know, I, I'm vocal about what the things that I'm doing to, um, to stay healthy, like, and how I self care, like, I'll talk about, um, you know, I'm doing this, like, uh, I'm doing this half marathon, or I'm doing this walking uh, challenge. And they'll see me like, Oh, I don't have a, um, you know, one of those like, watches or whatever but i'm carrying my phone because i want to uh, count my steps and um once a week well every other week i i go to give consults at a like a, a resource center for latinos and now as of i think two months ago maybe three months ago i started walking there it's pretty it's pretty close by it's like 15 minute walk and i started walking i could easily drive but i'm walking i'm walking because it's i feel like it's good for me it's like a little break but it's also exercise between like what i'm doing at, back in the office um, to the place at the consultations and then back. So I'm vo vocal about that and, and, and voicing what I need to, to do for myself in order to be productive and to, to, it's going to benefit our clients in the, in the long run, right? Because I'm not going to feel burned out. I'm going to be proactive and productive when I'm there, um, you know, managing or helping the clients. Um, but also, so also I think it, it comes with the, with the, with the organization because they've been very, um, open understanding. And I'm still, I, I mean, I still consider myself fairly new. I think I've been there seven going on eight, eight months or something like that. Um, and there's been a lot of changes in my personal life where I've had to kind of adjust my schedule and, um, you know, they, they know I have small children. They know they, I have an ill mom right now that I, that's, that I'm like a caregiver once during the, the work week. And so they've been accommodating where I asked like, Hey, I need this time. I need this time. I know the, the requirement is three days, uh, uh in office now as of October, but I asked, can I come into two days so then one day I can be um at home with my mom and then the book ends like Monday and Friday I'm still I'm still out working from home and they were you know they agreed um you know the at least the executive director and like the other leadership group agreed and to allow me to do that because they know that I'm getting my work done you know como sea que me acomodo um it's it's getting done um, all this to say that you know I've been open and I've been vocal and I've been transparent because I feel comfortable sharing what um what i need uh, and in fact my boss has said okay sissy you know i know you're you know doing your work and whatnot like but if you need to take a day off like a personal day and i'm not saying like okay off and you're gonna be doing things with your kids or with your mom like if you need the day off like para eso tienes tus sick days like or para eso tienes tus tu in pto like make sure you're using it make sure you're taking care of yourself too so that's that's you know kind of like the the atmosphere and the culture that i work with and you know not not a lot of places are like that you know so i think it's it's a matter of like feeling it out um but it's important to have those conversations and if you're needing that time for yourself um you can say i don't know my advice would be like i need to take you know um i need i need to go for a personal appointment if you don't, if you're not feeling feeling comfortable disclosing exactly what kind of appointment you need you know i need to take this personal appointment or i have a doctor's appointment like when you i feel like when you say doctor it could go you know it could be anything right like you don't have to spend a vagina no one's going to tell you that you can't have your standing appointment with your doctor once a week yeah. yeah. Really, someone gonna call you out? Like they don't. You don't have to disclose yeah. what kind of doctor this is, and you have a standing appointment with your doctor once a week. I think that's a great way. If you feel like your culture is not what Sissy or I described, well, then you need this hour. 
you need to work it out non-negotiable might be an hour and a half so you need to ask for what you want especially on the front end like try to ask for as much as you can on the front end because then it kind of looks like yeah me gusto let me get a little extra mm -hmm. 30 minutes and then it's like an extra hour and you got your nails done every time you come they might start to suspect a little something that's just an extended lunch baby that's just a, that's your own therapy <laughs> yeah that's just that's my therapy, therapy. retail no, therapy I, is different y'all i think like in in my on my end like i you know i've worked for big like nonprofit, like not um for profit co corporations. So I think that definitely has a different kind of culture. And it was one thing whether they would say, we support you. Like if you need to go see your therapist or you need to, whatever you need mental health, they take it. Um, but at the end, in the back end, they will be like, really girl, come on now. You know, the, love, the job is high stress. You know, this, like you could do this. You don't need to go to the doctor. You don't need to go to therapy. Like, you know, and that's why I've mentioned before in other podcasts where I'm glad that now, um, you know, stress leave and, and mental health is really taking, you know, um, a front step, a priority in, in people's lives and, and, and companies are actually taking it for real. Like, you know, we need to take care of our employees, not just by giving them these benefits and taking care of them with these, you know, these perks, but also by allowing them to make use of them. Because it's one thing to have awesome insurance and have all this coverage and not have the time to go which was my case, right? Um, I always had a hard time make, making a doctor appointment because I was too busy at work or I was the one filling in because we would be short-staffed. So when you were, run a for-profit business, like you need to make that money. You cannot, you know, at the end of the day, when it closes out, you are responsible for all of that. So it's one thing to be about it and then really, or talk the talk, but really walk the walk with companies. And now I feel like there's, there's been a little bit more of that acceptance of like, okay, great. You need that? No problem. But in this case, from where was my situation, I definitely would have, would, have, would have had to be that person that comes in with the plan. Like, hey, I know we're busy. I know we're doing this, but I want to make sure that I come back and come back strong. And you guys aren't, you know, laughing, you know, worrying and scrambling because I am missing from the picture. So in this case, I, that would be my situation. It would be like, come in with the plan and we will make it work for you to step out for that hour, hour and a half. Because you will have managers and and directors that, that want the best for you because they want to make sure that you come back and give your all to what you're doing. Right. So in these cases, yeah, for sure. Make sure that, you know, when you do address it and sometimes a lot of this stress happens, it's brought on by work. Mm -hmm. So how do you bring it up to your HR and saying like, Hey, I need help because work is stressing me out. I am being pulled in so many different directions. I don't have time for me. Like, what can I do? So I think that conversation is also really difficult, but I feel that it's really important for like that conversation to happen with HR because they're like, when someone comes in with something and says something, express or, uh, expresses their opinion and says like, hey, or their feelings and what's what's being brought onto them by work, HR gets it. Gets it. HR is like, all right, we, we, that means if one person's feeling like this, it's very likely that all of our employees or many of our employees are feeling the exact same way. And then there's a trend also, Hey, this specific kind of manager or this person, this person that works in this department brings on this stress and anxiety to these coworkers or to these workers, to these employees. So what do we do? We're going to allow these employees the right and, you know, the uh, opportunity to go and, and seek therapy. But then again, we're also going to address these excuse me, these directors, these managers that are bringing on and imposing a higher level of stress, a higher level of anxiety onto their teams. So then they get a talking. They are kind of brought and guided and, you know, HR is there for a reason. 
HR is to make sure that the chain keeps working and, and you know, the things work properly and it's a well, well-oiled machine and that things and people get treated right so that you don't have turnover, so you have good employees at, you know, at your fingertips. So everyone's job in HR should be to take care of the employee. Really, it really is about making sure that they're successful, that they can perform in a successful environment, personally, professionally, that should be their job. HR should never make you feel like you have to be walking on eggshells, like you have to be somewhat honest, half truths, because if their culture of HR is not to support you and to show you that support and always understand what support looks like and what benefits you have as an employer, then you need to reevaluate that kind of department because your HR department should be gold where you can bring them anything and you shouldn't hide from them what you need and they should be able to accommodate within reason. There's obviously rules and laws, but HR should definitely manage things with sensitivity. I was going to say, because Vettel said earlier um, that she had great insurance, but didn't even use it. My tip of the day kind of was along those lines. Like, Oftentimes we have a benefit that we don't even know that we have and we could be getting great services for free. So I was telling Ceci in an unrelated conversation, like if you have Kaiser, anyone with Kaiser right now, because of COVID, they are waiving co-pays for telehealth. So if you're listening to this and you have Kaiser, you should be assessed for therapy. Why not? Go for it. Ask the questions. My tip of the day is go find out if you have Kaiser or not. If the, maybe there's an opportunity for you to have free telehealth services, especially if you have found that Maybe you have an experience with therapy where you found it expensive, or maybe this is your first time having a job that has benefits. Like, go inform yourself. Go inform yourself about what you really can utilize in your benefits. In Vettel's case, she got really sick. I think it life kind of stopped you when you finally decided to use your services, if I'm not mistaken. Like, you had your little heart issue. My heart issue. I don't know the same job or actually, situation, but. And it wasn't until I separated from the company. Literally, we broke up in December the 13th of December and on January 11th, um, like almost a month later oh, no. of being, of having been let go or no longer being with the company, then I had my heart thing. Oh, so no, I thought that you actually could use your insurance. No, I ended girl. up, you know, like learning the hard way in the sense of like, damn, I got screwed because here I am almost dying. And I could have, all of this could have been preventable. If I would have gone to the doctor from the moment I had, I remember the first time I ever felt like this weird feeling. I'm like, and I diagnosed myself as being diabetic, you know? God. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, yeah. Use yeah. your benefits. Use yeah. your benefits. Don't use Google. 100. You're like, yeah. girl, you know, you guys know. You look at your damn payroll thing. You look at your, you know, the paycheck and you look at your little, you know, stub and you're like, oh, okay, what is everything? Go Where's everything going? And you're paying all this money out. And then you're like, damn, I'm only taking this home. And you know, part of that is your benefits. Part of yeah. that is your darn benefits. Yeah. Put them to use and and take it from me because at the end of the day, I had to fight my way through paying down this like fifth, almost fifty thousand dollar, you know, debt into like a five thousand dollar thing. So thank God, you know, we were I was able to find a way to do that. But at the same time, like been there. Why didn't I just use the benefits before? I could have. This could have been preventable, and I wouldn't have had to go through what I went through. So yes, take it from me. What Irene said, please use your benefits. Like, it's and I'm no not joke. putting you on blast. You shared that in another. I've shared that. For yeah, I've shared that. You haven't heard. I don't mind. I'm like, yeah, it's told so that true. I fainted and I didn't know I had a heart issue and had to have major surgery. I just had the story mixed up where I assumed that she was able to use her insurance. So it got even worse. This story took a turn for the worse. So if you're listening oftentimes you're paying into benefits like little said, or you have them for free. I have them for free. I think Sissy might have them for free. Like most organizations nowadays provide 
at least for you, it may not provide it for your whole family. Sometimes you have benefits for your whole family or partial to your family, but you have benefits that an organization has paid into over and over and over again. Go milk it. Tip of the day, like for the third time, because I want you to milk it for your eyesight, for your teeth, for everything. How many people need glasses and ignore it? Now we've gone beyond therapy, but it's like a way of life. It's a culture, like get the help you need. Mental health is one thing, but there's other medical things that you have the right to get it. Yeah. It's in our family, though. It's a raza thing. Like, we're like, yeah. no, we're a doctor porque, you know, if I go to the doctor, they're going to tell me something's wrong with me. No fucking way. Really? Yeah. Because maybe something <laughs> is wrong with you. Like, go to the doctor. Don't wait till you have a heart attack, you know, as you're finishing. It's like, it's okay. I'm just diabetic. It's a family thing. We're all diabetic. It's a family thing, you know? like a salty heart <laughs> no, it was just for me. I Googled all that, right? Because I was like, maybe I'm diabetic. And like, is it diabetes? Oh and they're like, it's mostly hereditary. And I was like, well, my parents don't have diabetes. Oh, my grandparents have diabetes. I remember having conversations with my parents. Yeah. So do my grandma my grandpa like did they have diabetes like no healthy 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 i'm like okay cool cool so it's just it's in our it's cultura it's our yeah, culture it like don't be uh, afraid yeah. to go to the doctor don't be afraid to go ask questions i remember <laughs> this is another like side story not having to do with mental health but i remember like um thinking i was like oh my god i think i have an std right and i was like oh my god i think i have an std and instead of going to the doctor i was like let me self-diagnose myself but i was like you know what f it let me just go to the doctor and it was, it was around the time that I had that little rash. I was telling you guys about stress. So it was me trying to figure out what was happening. So I was like, maybe it's an STD and my body's reacting like this and I just have to go to the doctor. So I happened to go to my doctor and well, my gyno, because you know, they have to check down there. So I remember talking to him and telling him, and it's like super Cristiano, like this Korean Christian, um, <laughs> you know, over your gynecologist, my oh gynecologist, Dr. Park, Christian. Oh my god, so much love coming out of that. Speaks Spanish because, like, you know, he studied in Brazil, so habla portugués, habla español. Like, super cool. Like, you know, super cool. Is he um, single for one of our friends? No, está super casado y está viejito. Like, he has three kids. Like, he's an older man. You know, um, unless uh, someone that we know of our friends likes older married men that are Korean <laughs> and are doctors and check Gucci's all day. And speak Portuguese. There's um, just so many Portuguese layers to this gynecologist. And is a Christian, you know? So anyway, it doesn't matter. I remember telling him like, you know what, Dr. Park and me joking, right? I'm like, just tell me, just be honest with me. Just let me know if it's an STD. And he's like, well, you know, Veronica, I'm glad you're so willing to talk about that, but no, this is not an STD. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you. But I think it was me, you know, me, my comic relief and just trying to relieve the stress of like, oh, my God, he's going to give me the results right now. And I fucking have like, I don't know, whatever, herpes plus. She's HIV. like, gonorrhea. What else do you I know? know? What other ones do oh, I know? Stuff. Yeah, syphilis. <laughs> oh, I got the clap. Um, but you start wondering, you know, like, it's tu propia. Like, you're, you're just like your brain. You let it go on the wild direction and it's never coming back, dude. So he's like, you know, it's um, it's fine. You laugh, but you know, some women do have to sit here and listen to some hard news. And for you, thank God that you are blessed, and this is not what you think it is. Um, but we will find out. We're gonna do some blood work, and we're gonna make sure that you're okay. But it's just a trippy thing that we just wait to the last minute, and I'm like, what if it would have been? And I'm over here just waiting and waiting and waiting and self-diagnosing. We laugh so, now, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Cultura does everything. Like, it keeps us from yeah. doing a lot. Like, Ceci was over there aguantando, aguantando frío because she didn't want to turn on the heater because we all grew up regañados not to turn on the heater. And how many times do we not, like, warm up the house because of the Ceci, electric bill? Ceci's wearing, like, three sweaters. Body? Ceci, what? Yeah, I'm wearing, Ceci's wearing, wearing three, three sweaters. sweaters. I know, no, pero si lo prendí, finally. But it wasn't, right? again, I wasn't thinking, like, oh, nos vamos a ahorrar. I wasn't thinking that. I was just, like, not turning it on. And finally, I was like, pues, que chingados traigo, like, yeah. turn it on, you know? 
It, but it's how we grow up. It, yeah. We grow up averse yeah. to spending resources. So we're already like eco-friendly, but we don't know it's because, you know, we grew up with parents that were barely making it. You know what I'm saying? So you turn off the water, turn off the lights. But also we, my mom is very doctor averse, like very doctor averse. And yet she thinks that everything's wrong with her. And then she's the first one that'll judge you if you were in therapy, you know? So we got to put that out there. Like your family yeah. may be telling you it's para los locos. I alluded to that earlier. Oh, yo no estoy loca. It's for crazy people. Like they have this extreme view of therapy sometimes. I see it in my professional work that oftentimes parents are just insecure. They're afraid of their child opening up. And what if it's a poor reflection on them? I mean, if you're raised in that where your parents are like, no, 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 keep the scary CPS away. That's another conversation altogether. Where therapy is associated with the scary people that come and take your kids away if you're a bad parent. All of these are myths and misunderstandings. That's why we have to normalize this conversation around therapy. If you are stopping yourself like Vero for a medical reason or a mental health reason, and it's because of how you were brought up, you may not be aware. So take inventory right now. Like, think about it. Like, wait, do I avoid the doctor? Because that's kind of how we grew up. Like, I've told the story about our dentist was in TJ. Like, we went there when we needed to. Things had to be bad. We couldn't afford dental coverage. You know what I mean? Like, you had to be hurting to go to a dentist, and you had to go on that drive and go to TJ. You may avoid the dentist now, not realizing that it's straight up because of your upbringing, because of how you, it was ingrained in you and it wasn't a must have, must do. And you may have great dental coverage and you're avoiding it, just like mental health services. You might have great mental health services for free, boo, for free. Who doesn't want to talk about their life and improve their life for free? So I mean, I we talk for free you. in our podcast. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Free, but we Anyone want to be here. a co-host here with us? <laughs> An additional co-host? Dude, our mental yeah. health freaking shows end up being our best. Yeah. We have people in the guilt-free squad that are therapists. Yeah. When we have folks that are therapists here, seek the services. Go for it. Don't let your culture hold you back. And I think also, like, just in general, if it's culture also uh, in our Latino culture or even here in our, you know, the United States and culture, the United States and um, North American, American culture, um, asylums. You know, there was, like, this whole, like, idea of what asylums were and such a negative, um, well, the things that happened in asylums were just ridiculous, right? Like lobotomies and shit like that. Like it's um, not cool. So the, the history and th that comes with it and the things that are attached to psychiatric wards and asylums and people just seeking help, like, oh, it's okay. You know, everyone, there's different extremes to mental health and mental illness. So in the sense of that, like there's no, there's never been like a positive thing said about it. Like, oh, look, this person went for help and treatment and they came out better. Um, or they found ways to, you know, deal with their anxiety and their stress and their panic or whatever it was. Now it's more of like, since there's been so much negativity attached to it, it's still hard to come around to saying like, I need help. And I think because of the fact that, you know, in both our, both cultures, since we're bicultural women, mujeres here, it's not seen as such a positive thing, but yet it's a little more accepted, you know, in, in American culture, it's something that's a little more accepted um, that you're like, no, I'd rather just, you know, handle it with myself. But I, I, what I recommend is try it out. And you don't have, it's just, you, if you're just now telling your employer, tell your employer, have the conversation with them, check it out, see how it goes for you. And if you feel like, damn, this has been really good to me, then share it. Because when you first say like, oh, I haven't even been to the therapist, but I have an appointment and I told my employer and your family's going to be like, that's loco, que te pasa? Wait for that, you know, <laughs> wait for those comments and the backlash and whatever until later, until you have your own experience. And then you can speak up and say, like, 
I understand where you're coming from because you've never had that experience with a therapist. However, my experience has been this. And now you have a story to tell instead of being told to be quiet and, and avoid it. Now you're like, no, I've been there. I've been there five times now and it's actually working out great. And let's recommend a todos, especialmente usted, tía. Whatever, you know, like <laughs> you find a way. And usted, tía, chismosa. Say, a usted, chismosa. No, and be okay. I was going to say, be okay with the fact that that generation may never use those services and may never go to them. Um, I know my sister has told me that um, she's told her, her, her parents, my parents, uh, you know, my therapist is this or my therapist that, um, and she's like, she's loving her therapist, by the way, um, Latina therapist. And when she'll say something to them, like they just stare at her like blankly, no le dicen nada, you know, no se quedan callados, no saben qué decir. But so I'm just saying that it be okay with the fact that they're not going to understand it. They're not going to come around. And it's because being in the, you know, again, we've talked about it before, being in the otro país, being in the otra cultura, uh, they were brought up differently and they might, you know, they just may never seek the help from a therapist. I love hearing people say like, who was it? Sandra Bullock said, you know, I have therapy. I needed to get therapy as soon as I had kids. She said it on the Red Table Talk recently with Jada Pickett-Smith. And she says, I have a therapy fund because I'm sure no matter how right I think I'm getting it and how healed I think I am, my kids are going to need therapy. Like, it's kind of cool that as our generations go along, like therapy is becoming more normalized. And I can't wait to have like the joke in front of my kids where I say, don't worry, friends. We'll help pay for college. We'll help pay for therapy and all the ways that we messed you up. You know, it is funny that our culture doesn't really understand it. And embrace it and it's all this like misunderstanding around it but all of us are in therapy likely because of our mommy and daddy issues all of us but I mean it's kind of the cycle so we're working through the stuff that our parents did or didn't do and they just did the best they could do like they could have really have benefited from something like this but it is what it is now we get to like change that now you get to be the parents that see that is like so open with your daughters as soon as they decide that this is for them and they're ready to talk to a therapist because they're overwhelmed with school or pressured their first job whatever it may be so i love that your sister seems to be cool with it like it is what it is but she's still telling them which again normalizes it i love that so much like i've never told my mom about me being in therapy i don't even think i've told her about it with Diego and i like because i'm i am afraid of her judgment i'm totally afraid of her being like do you you know, like my mom will go real extreme and she'll be like, ¿Qué te matar, okay? like she's like extreme, like yeah. that, like negativity yeah. central. And I think God every day, cause that's not something to joke about and never, ever, ever have I had suicidal thoughts or anything of that nature. But my mom will judge me to that point and really think the worst. So have no expectations of how they respond, but if you can normalize it, like good for your sister. I'm glad that she can talk to your parents, even if they're quiet. I choose not to. So we're going we're gonna to give you varying like opinions. You might have like the family that's really going to make you feel terrible or make you doubt it. So maybe it's better to not share with those family members. Okay. Cause like I would not tell my mom, cause I know that she, even though I'm super strong and I wouldn't believe any of the stigmas that she throws back at me, you just feel crummy. You just feel crummy. And then you think like, oh, she's mad. And then she's going to tell yeah. all my siblings yeah. she's yeah. worried about me. And yeah. they can just hear on this podcast that I'm in therapy. They're going to hear from my mom. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. No, it's the... <laughs> Now someone's going to listen and tell her it's going to work oh. in reverse. Nobody tell <laughs> listen, to this, mom, listen to this, mom. Listen to this. No, just how we say evaluate and, and observe your work culture. Uh, uh, you know, you are aware of your family culture. You know what is acceptable and what they, how they're going to react. So that's what I say. Guardatelo. And very good, Irene. If you don't have to, like, in my, you're like, in your personal case, you wouldn't share it. You're like, no, I don't need, I don't need that judgment. I'm afraid of it. And I don't want to hear it. Yeah. As long as I get the help I need, period. 
So whatever it is, if it, it's, if it means, you know, you need to reach out to your employer and you're trying to find a way to say it and how to have that conversation and how to bring it up, just make sure that you're honest. You don't need to disclose too much, understand the culture, understand how you want to come across at that meeting with your manager, with your director, you know, with your director, whomever it is that you need to share these news with because you need that time. Please, please, please make sure you do so. And if you need help coming up with a way to talk about it, we are here for you. You can send us a message and contact us. We'll be happy to help you and guide you through that process. If it means family, you know, having the conversation with family, great. You know, like Irene just mentioned, know who your family is and what the, what the reactions are going to be and be ready for the comments. And if you're not ready for those, then don't say anything. Make sure you just take care of you. So on, and to end all of this conversation, I think some good things came from this. Um, it's always good to speak up. We need to let people know what we want, what we need. And you seek the help that you need and that you want. And that's the only way to level up and live a guilt-free life and evolve. And with that, les vamos a dejar. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Level Up Latina on mental health and how to discuss this with your employer. If anything comes up after this podcast, after you listen to it and you want to share with us, please shoot us an email. You can email us at admin at leveluplatina.com. You can always send us a message, DM us, slide into our DMs on Instagram. You can also message us on Facebook. Our handle is at Level Up Latina. On Twitter, we are going to be alive hopefully soon. You can still find us at Latina underscore up. But also we want to remind you that for the holidays, if you still haven't been able to get anything for your friends, your comadres, your amigas, all the important women in your life, check out all the awesome things, the gift cards that we have available to give the gift of growth and the gift of leveling up. And we also have some gear that is out there too and available. So check out our website. It's leveloplatina.com. Thank you again for tuning in. Les agradecemos and we'll see you again next week. Muchos besitos. Gracias. Besos, gracias. Stay warm. Mm -hmm.